This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Fresh Start Friday. This is the 20, what? 20th? No, 21st. 21st, and I'm Grant. And I'm Carl. Good morning, people. He's Carl, and I'm Grant. Yes, and, uh, yes. We got that the right way around. We did, I think. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the GB Weekly for sponsoring this show. And uh, we've got an interesting show coming up today for you. We've got movie themes. So we've decided to um, play a few movie songs from the old days and from the new days and from the... Oh, every day's. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> about 8 o'clock, we've got Anna Dean coming in to uh, have a chat to us about the Arts Council in Golden Bay. She's the new chair person who's, um, yeah, looking at uh, being the chair for the 
and um, what her ideas are and who she is and what she's been doing. Um, I think you'll find that quite interesting. Um, she's actually a guest on um, the afternoons with is it Jim Moria um, on the panel um, at times. So she's uh, pretty used to radio, so it should be quite interesting. And at 8.30, having a chat to Sarah on the co-housing um, initiative here in Golden Bay. So... Uh, yeah, should be an interesting show and lots of moozy, moozy music. <laughs> Themes and songs made famous by movies. Yeah, yeah. Or movies made famous by songs. Yeah. <laughs> it does work the other way around, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. <laughs> it does, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of famous, here's the weather. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Anyway, um... Takika, I'm going to start with Takika this morning. Good morning, Takika. Welcome to our listeners in Takika. Um, today's fine with light winds and sea breezes. 22 degrees today. And tomorrow, Saturday's fine with some evening cloud, but light winds and westerlies in Golden Bay, so it'd be nice and warm. And then on Sunday's partly cloudy, chance of a shower, light winds and easterlies. And Monday is partly cloudy, chance of a shower, light winds and sea breezes. And I'm going to move to Motueka today. Good morning, Motueka. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, it's going to be fine with light winds and afternoon northerlies. 22 degrees today and tomorrow will be fine. Some evening cloud, light winds and sea breezes. Partly cloudy on Sunday, chance of shower, light winds and sea breezes. And Monday's partly cloud, chance of shower, light winds and sea breezes. Moving further east, we get to Nelson. Good morning to you. So uh, you've got fine light winds and afternoon northerlies today at 22 degrees. Tomorrow is fine. Some evening cloud, light winds and sea breezes. Partly cloudy on Sunday, chance of shower, light winds and sea breezes. And Monday is partly cloudy, chance of shower, light winds and sea breezes. Seems like they've um, just photocopied the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) What does chance of a shower mean? Well, you know, <coughs> if you're lucky, slim chance of a shower. How about that? How about that weather? That weather system that didn't come through. <laughs> it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Gonna, oh, it didn't rain. It did rain. Oh, it did rain. Did it, 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 it rained for uh, seven minutes and thirteen seconds. I was say, if you call that rain, <laughs> seven minutes and thirteen. See, I wasn't timing it or anything, and um, it uh, was wasn't even enough to hear it on the roof. Hardly. No, in fact, um, my cat went outside. Like I'd been monitoring it, waiting for the rain, no rain. Cat went outside, came back two minutes later, and he was wet. And I went, Oh, it must be raining. But of course, it hardly registered. Yeah, well, I'm not going to make funny jokes about your cat being wet. Um, no, today, today in Blenheim, your weather is fine with light winds, but afternoon easterlies. Today, Saturday, and 23 degrees. Saturday is going to be a hot one. It's fine in northerlies. Sunday is partly cloudy, some late rain, east or southeasterlies. And Monday is partly cloudy, some drizzle at first, and easterlies. And that's your weather this week um, uh, from, from the great Met service. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, a bit frustrating this uh, lack of uh, rain, though, isn't it, really? Yeah. <clears throat> no, uh, well, it's just a one-word answer. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Um, actually... It'll can, arrive before we know. Oh, yeah, well, probably next week it looks a little bit like it. There's a really good um, um, thing in the weekly. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Where is it? 
all about the rainfall figures for 2021. Yep, they've got this, all the figures from uh, Tihapu all the way through to, um, to um, Pohara. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with some theme music. What do you reckon, Carl? It's a very fine idea, Grant. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I thought, because it's just... It's just such an obvious one. We would start with this because it's classic. Because we can. And yeah, we're not even going to tell you what it is because if you don't know it, well, you haven't been to the movies. I think the official <laughs> song's called Also Sprack Zarathustra. Ah, that's true. It is too. And um, yeah, good on you, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Doors. Tremendous Carl, stuff. Carl, open the hatch door. Open doors. the hatch door. Come on, Carl. <laughs> I'll have to move. Hey, wasn't that a great, great movie? Yeah, it was. But, but probably, like you <clears> say, <throat> way ahead of its probably time. Probably a bit dated <clears throat> by now. And um, yeah, yeah, well, that's what happens, and they do get dated. Here's another one that's kind of a similar ilk. Just when you thought it was safe um, to go back to in go, the water. Yeah. Yes, the bazoon.
And we played that one especially for the bronze whaler cruising. Yeah. Someone posted the on the community notice board yesterday, there's a big two and a half metre bronze whaler shark. And I think they're quite dangerous cruising around Lager Bay. So. And I've been swimming in Lager Bay every day for about the last three to, three to four weeks. So quite terrifying. Gosh, yeah, that is. Okay, okay we'll stick with, shall we stick with um, these, these classic? Here's another classic. <laughs> Guess what that was? The force is strong with that one. <laughs> Thanks, Darth. <laughs> the time is Good morning, Trout. <laughs> you play something decent. Yeah, all right. We, we get over, over these kind of classical things. Jo- John Williams again, though. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, this is a great, a great song. What great movie too. The one, the uh, one that you've, I won't say. Oh, no, I'm gonna, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to actually play that. I was going to go back to the your your spaghettis because <clears throat> yeah, I know how much you like spaghetti. Mm. This is this is great.
good, the bad, and Carl. I'm oh, sorry, yes. the ugly. <laughs> Actually, I remember reading years ago. Was it was it Butch? No, Bill Hickok. Hickok. We started up the you know the Wild West show in the early 1900s. Oh yeah. Annie Oakley. They, it, they it, took that yeah. show around, and he reckons in the entire history of the Wild West there was about five shootings. <laughs> right. How, how many shootings were the good, the bad, 80, and the ugly? Eighty-four thousand two hundred and nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Not counting the. You know, I AK think one. I died twice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's um. <clears throat> now you you got a little bit of information about this next one. Um, Tarantino. He he was obsessed with um westerns, wasn't he? Well, ta- <laughs> was he, no, yeah. he was more about Marantino. Yeah, well, well, um, he did. He did do a couple of westerns, didn't he? Yeah, but he was yeah, yeah, and and but he he really loved the music of well, Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah, Morricone. Yeah, he, he wrote, last, that was yeah. the last. That, that was the last. Um, yeah, but he musician. also wrote. Yeah, he, yeah, ch- check it out. He wrote so many so so many movie. Those spaghetti. They must have made billions of those spaghetti westerns. Yeah, the day. No, all forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go anywhere, did they? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, these ones. This is this is not uh, unforgettable. It's definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, not forgettable. It's unforgettable. Yeah, there, there's a 1966 movie called Django as well, which uh, I think this is basically a remake, but it's altered considerably. Yeah. But I love movie. that that molar on the roof of that buggy. It was classic, wasn't it? Yeah. Here we go. The
Django. Yeah, if you haven't seen Django, check it out, folks. It's a great movie. Yeah. Tarantino at his very finest. Indeed. Um, and now we're going to move. Hey, let's stay with Tarantino. Yeah, as they'd say in Lower Hut, cool bull. I don't get that. Terrible accents. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right, okay. This is uh, from, yeah. This is uh, George Zanthia with his pan flutes. Oh, it's a beautiful song, isn't it? It's a beautiful song.
Oh, that was a masterpiece, that piece of music, a bloody violent masterpiece. Yeah? As it's described. <laughs> Composed and by James Last, that's quite interesting. Yeah, good old James Last, haven't heard of him for a nah, while. No, he, he adorned many album covers with a trumpet, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. James Last plays the Beatles. James Last plays movie songs. James Last plays Last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but that was George Zanthia who um, plays that yeah. wonderful pamphlet. It's a Greek. beautiful version. Yes, he is Greek. That's Greek right. Greek duty plays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, it was off the movie Kill Bill, Tarantino. Brilliant movie. One of, uh, yeah, one of the th- two. It was two movies, wasn't it? it was yeah. One and two. Yeah. It's from volume one. Right. According <clears throat> to the Google instrument on my hand at this present point in time. Uh, hey, um, let's go with cheesy themes. Here's, here's a cheesy, che- cheesy chariots. You'll remember this one, don't you? Oh, yes. Vangelis. That's right.
There you go, one web at one. Yeah. <laughs> Chariots yeah. of fire. That yeah, certainly took hit. the world by storm, that song, didn't it? It did. The day of radio, it was one of those five times a day on three stations. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're tr- so true, so true. Well, here's one that didn't really make the radio, um, but it's kind of... It's off the, the time of the gypsies. This is Chaliang Lovely little waltz there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
comes up often in the movie over and over again. It's the main theme music for that movie, uh, Time of the Gypsies, also known as Dum Zavizkinzik. Mm. Yes, well said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not very Slavic uh, or um, Balkan. But, um, well, go, I know, I know you're a big fan of gypsy music, so I've just done a very quick research on yeah, Goran. Goran Mavarovic. Goran, tell yeah. Us, tell us. He's from Bosnia and Herzegovina, which... Um, is a relatively modern country. I think it was formerly Yugoslavia. Yeah, it is. It's one of the most internationally known modern musicians and composers of the Slavic-speaking countries in the Balkans and is one of the few former Yugoslav musicians who has performed at major international venues such as Carnegie Hall, Royal Albert Hall and La Olympia. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's And he's pretty prolific, isn't he? He is very prolific. He's um, definitely... A true natural, and he's done a lot of movie soundtracks. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of albums out, a lot of stuff on uh, YouTube with him. So um, I always, I, I, I'm, I'm the segwayist. Yeah. <laughs> and Goro Vorovich, um, I, I decided to play this one, which is, um, what's his name? Um, Goro. Oh, Giorgio, Giorgio Moroda. Moroda, yeah. yeah. Now, he also wrote um, the fav- very famous um, Donna Summer song, um, I Feel Love. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did that. And um, this, is, um, this is from the movie, this is called The Chase, and it's from the movie um, <clears throat> uh, a, uh, Midnight Express. Oh, of course. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the famous song Chase and you'll hear you'll hear the um already you can hear that uh I feel love, Donna Summer yeah. kind of feel. Yeah, you're right. This yeah. is the earliest techno ever, I reckon. Yeah. Definitely.
Well, it's probably just as well you faded that out halfway, Grant, because he... 13 minutes. Billy long. Hayes is still on the run. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's oh. not, but he's obviously made famous. He's an act. Billy Hayes, the Midnight Express character, is actually a true-life character. Of course, he's an actor, writer, or so he claims, but he's basically been dining out on telling his Midnight Express story about smuggling hashish out of Turkey for 50 years, 50 years plus. Oh, squeeze it out, I suppose, you know. So, yeah, American, only in America. Yeah, ring, yeah. Ring out the greenback. Yep, and he escaped and he didn't go back, which is probably just obvious, and... Um yeah, he's an actor though, a real actor. Yeah. What, what, what movies has he played? Well, Charles Bronson's Assassination is the only one listed as a hired killer. So. Right. <laughs> it's kind of twisted. Yeah, maybe he was too big for the whole industry. Uh, in, his, yeah. in his own lunchbox. Yeah. Billy Hayes. Yeah, Billy Hayes, well. William yeah. Hayes. <laughs> that Turkish um, prison guard used to scare the hell out of me, that, that, that oh, big guy. He was, he was he evil. He was brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good thing, good thing I'm not all like that. And one of my favourite actors, John Hurt, was big in that movie, wasn't he? Oh, right. Yep. Well, okay, so um, it's. Um, well, we've got a few good ones still. Um, think about um, what are we going to do next Carl come on Carl where do we go from here come on Carl open the hatch towards Carl Mission um, Impossible sounds good here we go Goodbye, oh, you, you forgot to, you forgot to mention that that piece of music was also written by the person who wrote I Feel Love Donna Summer that's right or did you say that no, oh, you just told did. me yeah maybe I just told you <laughs> But you can yeah. hear the similarities, can't you? Oh, I feel yeah. love, I feel love, I feel love. Yep, absolutely. Yep, famous bit of music. Great bit of music. And the forerunner to what, what a modern techno stuff is happening. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, okay. It is, it's time for Mission Impossible. Who did this?
There you go. In that wonderful, that famous Mission Impossible song called Disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't realise there were so many movies. It's about six of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and God, those Americans just wring everything out, don't they? As much <laughs> as you can get out of the sponge. <laughs> I, I used to really. What I used to really love was when, okay, Mr. Phelps. Um, yeah. Phelps. What can, um, oh, was that? And and this yeah. this message will self destruct in three seconds, and the tape recorder would <laughs> smoke would come out of it. You know. Yeah. And um, often when I um, <clears throat> am told something very secretive and very personal and don't tell anyone, I'll say, yeah, if that's okay. This message will just this conversation will self destruct in three seconds. You know, just keep that kind of theme going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> um, we're going to go on to. Uh, well, I think I think it has to be um, has to be James James Bond after Mission Impossible, doesn't Certainly. it? Certainly. Yeah. Keep the spy theme going. Exactly. Here we go. Here we go. James Bond, 007, and um, 24 movies about James, with James, you know, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. 24, and there's probably more to come at some point. I think he's been resurrected more times than the Doctor, hasn't he? 
<laughs> no, regenerated. Oh, the Doctor Who. Yeah, we didn't who? know the Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> who? Oh, it's Anna. Hi. Good morning, Anna. Welcome to the... <laughs> Anna Dean, welcome Anna to the show. Anna came the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Resurrected, um, re- resurrected uh, Arts Council chairperson, uh, the new Arts Council chairperson, um, Anna Dean. Good morning and welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for coming in and um, spending some time with us today. Um, getting to know um, our Arts Council, Golden Bay Community Arts Council. Um, what 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 inspired you to be on the Arts Council? Oh, multiple things, really. Uh, I mean, I've had a long history and association with the arts. I've done pretty much every, well, so many different roles related to arts work, and I still um, work a lot remotely um, on major art projects. So I also understand that in a small community, rural community, that volunteers are what make the world go round. They sure do. (laughs) And in terms of how I could be useful, I thought that probably being on the Arts Council was was the best use of my skills. Um, Yeah, so didn't quite understand that uh, there'd be some vacancies so quickly and, um, you know, that it is actually quite a lot of work. So uh, just just finding my feet, really. I've just got access to the Gmail account in the last week and onto the Facebook page and just really kind of getting my head around around what's involved and, you know, the huge history, all the people that have been involved, like yourself, and um, how it all works. I mean, it's a great time for the Arts Council, really, because we're in a bit of a a bit of a um, changeover. Um, the new arts worker, there's a there's a um, a position that's become available for a new arts worker for the community. So that's um, incredibly exciting, and it also means because of COVID, of course, there's a whole uh, pause button that's been pushed on any public events yep. for the next wee while and you know kind of COVID dependent um, f- you know going going forward but who knows who knows what's going to happen over the next few months mm-hmm. um, so it's a great time just to kind of rest and reflect on what's happened and um, work out what the new needs are going to be for the community and um, kind of I'm basically taking an approach like it's a little bit like buying a house and working out how the light falls. <laughs> right, or buying, a, or buying a property and seeing where the sun comes yeah, in exactly. the winter and the summer. Yeah. Exactly, because it's like you don't want to make any really quick, fast movements without getting the lay of the land and talking yep. to a lot of people. And also recognising the fact that the demographics of the Bay are changing quite a lot. <laughs> um, you know, there's all sorts of different people coming in, there's people leaving, as always happens here. Um, but there's also different expectations from external audiences. Um, you know, some people are really au fait with marketing their work online. Some people are completely not. And um, you know, there's there's so many different so many different issues to be assessed. There's yeah. a good document that was produced some years ago when Wow went to Wellington, mm-hmm. and um, it was written. <coughs> It was jointly um, um, brought together by uh, Tasman District Council and Nelson City Council mm-hmm. as a strategy moving forward, 10-year strategy moving forward. It's 
past the 10 years now, but it's still quite a relevant document. It's called The Art of Being at the Centre, mm-hmm. and I highly suggest um, just just whipping through that and, and having a look, because that's <clears throat> part of where our, our, our direction could be going, mm. um, or it gives a little bit of information. Yeah. Um, look, it... it I think it's always interesting when you've got a new um, blank canvas and somebody comes in, like yourself, who 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 is fresh, fresh eyes. I mean, you haven't lived in the Bay long, which is in a way a good thing because you haven't seen all the history. I'm quite happy to sit down with a coffee with you and tell you some history because that's always useful too. But because you haven't lived the history, it's possibly a, 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 an opportunity for you to not have to kind of just carry on the same old carry on. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I actually have had a very long association with the Bay. Um, it was funny, I was talking to Humphrey and he was like, oh, oh you're yeah. the one that uh, <laughs> uh, Susie used to drag around, the kid that used to be dragged around here. So I actually <laughs> I was um, mainly living up at the Wongapeka when I was a small kid up at the retreat centre there. And um, my mum was a... Um, Colourful character back in the day. She was a member of Anandamago and all sorts of things. So I've actually yeah. have a very long <laughs> association with, with being here. Didn't go to school here. No. Um, went to school over in Nelson. Um, but have been friends with the Butler clan, the Hindmarshes, the Jessops, the McCready's, um, all through my kind of childhood, teenage years, and have spent most of the summers of my life here in the Bay. So lots of artists. So you know the Heaps artists. Heaps of artists. The yeah. main thing I know about here is the art scene. And that's one of the things I think we do have in our strength, which is why I started the Art Vault, because mm. it's, it's got, we've got 50-odd, I've got 50 artists in there, mm. all from Golden Bay. And yeah, yeah. I keep getting new people coming into the Bay who are artists. Mm. And one of the coolest things at the moment, it's never I've never experienced this before in the whole history of living in Golden Bay, I've got 10 artists who are all um, doing doing abstracts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, usually it's really safe kind of landscapes. And so all these abstract artists are starting to come in, and, and it's a whole change. So mm. even even a little thing like that totally. is exciting. Totally, yeah, no, and it's and it's interesting. I mean, in terms of where the funding comes from for for this position from creative communities and from CNZ, it's been really interesting. I used to work at Creative New Zealand; that was one of my first jobs twenty years ago, and um, we did the first. Uh, I was there when we did the first Venus project. So. That's kind of how I've I, I have a, a big picture a big picture take on art, but it's been really interesting over mm. that last twenty years. The main thing that's kind of happened, and it's it's really interesting in terms of the change in focus to what is called strengthening communities. It was really interesting with with CNZ because um, I've always attended and often spoken at their annual conference, and there's always been a lot of thinking or process or approach from arts organisations like, I don't know, you know, the ballet, the opera, um, galleries and things that it was a problem. If people didn't come, it was it was their fault. They weren't engaging with the arts. And now that's really been flipped on its head and largely because of relational aesthetics. It's like, how do community projects form? Um, what are the needs of the community and how do you reflect that back? So rather than um, only serving artists who exist, this is actually now, it's kind of over the last three years, it's been really interesting that the, that the CNZ kind of um, 
what do you call it? I was going to say not mantra, but you know the kind of dictate is really around how how communities are reflected back through through their artists. So that's what I'm particularly interested in. Yeah. I work a lot. I mean, some people have called me an artist. So I find that very weird, but I work at a scale. Um, which is around kind of it's really around community engagement in artistic ways. So uh, just for uh, Hilmarov Klimt, the big exhibition that's up at City Gallery at the moment, um, I was talking to uh, I was wondering what the public programs were for that, um, and I've actually organised I'm organising a mass self-love uh, ritual like a wedding ceremony where people are going to be invited to come bring that BYO wedding dresses and um, and all genders welcome and we're going to do this mass self-love ceremony just because in these times it's kind of like, mm. um, and it's an antidote to Valentine's Day, it's going to be hopefully hundreds and hundreds of people will come and this it's kind of also a mix of homemade evangelism. I have a performance artist friend who's going to basically do a sermon about... Um, how the most important thing you can do before you can love anybody else is love yourself, and you know it's it's going to be, it's going to be light and playful. But so many people are so stressed out and depressed, and especially living in cities right now, you know people are really isolated and on edge. So yeah. actually, I also think you know kind of around the planet in the last two years, people have developed an understanding that they need to be able to go in rather than focusing always on external validation. So this is basically a mass event to celebrate that, and hundreds of people will come. Self-unconditional love. A, bit, a little bit like what you're going to be doing yourself um, is is unconditional service, service mm, to the community. Absolutely. And they, they, they go hand in hand. Totally. You, can't, you can't differentiate between the two. It's they, true. And so, you know, community service, it's, it's something... We, 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 got, we got caught up with servant. The yes. word servant, and and it's yes. a nasty, horrible kind of you know, but yeah. but service is actually unconditional service is what it's all about, and, and it, that's also what the public service actually provides for us. I yeah. find it really hard when uh, people kind of slag off the government, and it's like these people are actually public servants. Yeah. They they are doing a service for everybody. <laughs> that's the whole point. Yep. Yeah, and another project I'm working on. Um, I just uh, I did a really cool collaboration with Mac Colin McCann house up in um up in Auckland and they're doing a really big project around um the importance of Cody and um making sure because there's been so much dieback up around that Auckland area it's actually a really good time to do a major project on the importance of Cody so it's working with Nigel Burrell who was the curator up at the Auckland Art Gallery and a whole lot of really exciting artists so yeah it's it's interesting I come with a current practice as as well as um, lots of contacts and but then also an understanding of what it's like to be Tim Jessup making ceramic mm. pots and selling those every summer um, yeah so I think I've yeah, but as I say, just just watching the watching the light. <laughs> and again, keeping that open mind to to, to yeah. what 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 does Golden Bay need? What, yeah. what do I need? I spoke with Steve Thomas quite a few years ago, and because mm -hmm. I, I did a bit of research, and I discovered that probably ten percent of our population in Golden Bay are involved in the arts. Now mm -hmm. that's actually, he said, what? You're yeah. joking? And I went, no. <clears throat> he said, well, look, you know. Um, and you, you might be able to, you know, just reiterate, he's a little bit on this. 
they reckon that um, the arts are funded on about a two percent of population. Two, mm-hmm. two, one to two percent is what is pop is what the funding comes down to on yeah. who are involved in the arts. And mm. he was quite surprised that we had such a high percentage. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that, do you know much about those kind I of things? I think. Well, I mean, since the COVID relief packages that CNZ came out with, the the numbers are quite different now in terms of funding. Um, mm. My former agency up in Wellington, um, we actually got the contract to promote the importance of art um, after the first first lockdown it was we did a big project called thankful for art yep just actually really trying to get the mainstream public to understand that in times of crisis what do you do you go and read a book you sing songs you um, watch movies and mm-hmm. just to help people make the association with the actual creators of all of this entertainment and work, which people take mm. completely for granted, um, and that was that was a really that was a really fantastic um, project actually. So, very very dedicated to helping people understand the importance of art. I mean, without art, we're all we're all lost. Yeah. You know? we're all. Um, what, what else have we got? Spreadsheets, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see some spreadsheets stuck up on a wall. Not that I have anything against accountants or you know people who work in mm. project management or things like that. I mean, everybody has different skills. Another thing I'm doing up in Auckland next week is working with Arts Makers, which is a a group of um, artists like Judy Dara, people like this, um, they're now working again towards a push post-COVID, or <laughs> how can I say post-COVID, um, that we look at uh, reinstating the artist's wage. You know, actually, yeah. how can is that an opportunity or a possibility again at this time? When I worked at CNZ, you know, 20 years ago, the artist's wage um, existed. Yeah. And, and it was actually really useful. I had friends who went on it for a while, and often what what was found, um, I had friends who wanted to be a painter, you know, who had jobs, so they got this chance to step off and try being a painter for a while, and actually they realised how freaking difficult it was to make any money, um, and that actually it wasn't as much of a burning passion, that it was more of a hobby. So in some ways it actually helped people through that mm-hmm. process, yep. and that's actually also really useful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the arts take in music, they take in um, totally. uh, movies, acting, yeah. the, everything. And yeah. we've got, when you think about it, Golden Bay has, we have a lot of actors here mm. and, and, and involved in, and the, today's weekly, and you probably haven't seen it yet, but no. there's a great article about Gary Bowden, who's who's 81 years old now, and he's he's directing a movie, um, he's asking for people to... to um, <clears throat> audition and it's quite a full-on movie with a cool. big cast and a big it's going to be a huge um cast and um you know so you've got all those people who are who and they don't consider most of those people don't consider themselves professionals they're just doing it because they love it but mm. they do it because they love it and so lots of people are engaged in the bay yeah in little pockets here there and everywhere who are just doing it because they love it and golden bay just keeps <coughs> nurturing that doesn't it mm, and so mm. i guess you know when you look at it broadly um the arts council and i think <coughs> I, I i can say really safely i'm as guilty about this as anywhere as anyone has when i was chair of the arts council you start focusing on the little pocket of, of what, what what's passionate for you and, and mm. for me it was kind of more along the visual arts and a bit of music yeah what is really important is to sort of broaden that out so that we've we've got a little bit of everybody 
I dropped the workshops, you know, I really kind of got frustrated that we weren't doing workshops, but I didn't have time and nobody else seemed to have the time to do it. But mm. things like workshops, art workshops, they're great. They're great to engage the community yeah. in, a, in a very practical, hands-on way. And there, yeah. is, there are artists, visual artists, who are, who are just running their own series of workshops. Um, <clears throat> I'm just wondering... You know, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about a question. Yeah, yeah. Is who, who's actually on the arts council at this point? Who, who have you got? Um, we've got Murray. Yeah, Murray. Yes, Edward. and he's, yep. um, he's been recovering from an operation. Okay. And um, Robert. Oh, yep. Um, who who is very kindly doing the finances. Yep. And Deborah remains until we replace. Um, we need a secretary. Actually, if anyone has any like dying. <laughs> Dying, dying passion yep. for being a secretary of the Arts Council. Uh, I'd love them to get in touch with me. Yeah. <laughs> Good, because it's quite small at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I remember having up to about 12 members at one point. Yeah. You know, yeah. but again, too many is also. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the last thing I would like is an opinion circle. Yeah. We, I think the Arts Council should do this. Okay, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. Go for it. You, you, can, you can lead that and they'll go, Oh, oh no, not me. I don't want to do it. I just got the idea. It's like, well, <laughs> well, that's one of the key things with me. Um, mm. I don't, I don't really do anything unless it's evidence based, and yeah. so we'll spend some time doing a very um, kind of distinct and um, targeted piece of audience research around mm. the different audiences that exist in the Bay. So yep. um, there'll be one that's relevant for working artists. There'll be one that's relevant for the audience of you know kind of general public around what they might need and then people who are loosely involved at you know kind of at like the performers and people like that that you're talking about what their wants and needs are and then all of that information will be collated yeah there's no way that you can kind of i mean so often people have their kind of passion projects or their ideas as you say and um that actually doesn't necessarily reflect the needs of a changing community. Also, I mean, yes, uh, everyone I know who who works high level in government, you know, any plans that people have had are basically out the window with, yeah. with COVID. We're yeah. in a completely different landscape. And yes, we do feel um, somewhat removed from it here in particular. We're not in a big city. We're not rubbing up against a lot of people all the time. But um, there will be economic effects that start to roll through. So it's like, what is actually going to be the most useful mm, way um, that mm. arts are going to be serving the community? And, and uh, you know, maybe that's... I mean, who, who, who knows mm. what that looks like? I, um, I'm, as you say, very open to... Uh, there's some incredible events. The um, the residency, the Cobb residency, that's still going to be going ahead, even though farewell spits no longer going to be available for staying overnight, which is a which is a real shame. Um, yeah. But we've got a very exciting option in town, um, which which I'm excited about. So, yeah, of, of where these people can stay. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's the Mangareka Swamp if you wanted to go go to something completely different. Uh huh. You know, so there's yeah. all sorts of options, and I'm really happy. To talk to you cool. along, along, no, along look, those lines. Look forward to it. I mean, mm. we're, we're known, Golden Bay, oh, sorry, Nelson Region is mm. known for its arts. It's totally. always been, and, and wearable art came out of there, etc., etc. And we've got some um, pretty famous Toss Wallisons and, and um, 
Charles Sedwick and and stuff who came from go, uh, from from this region. And mm. I think one of the things that <clears throat> I always kind of saw is that Golden Bay is the jewel in the crown. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, if, and and I'd really like to see us kind of can. Continue or at least at least kind of push that one because you know I think we've yeah. got we've got something really special here percent, totally. per head, head percentage per head of population we're pretty high yeah and that's also why the Golden Bay um, promotional what is the correct name promotional council is oh, also yeah. incredibly Golden important yeah. Golden Bay promotions yeah I'm good friends with Ali Boswick oh, yeah. um, over in over in Nelson and yeah. Um, yeah in in regular regular contact with her I mean there's yeah there's there's a lot of options and it's really exciting really in terms of, of how we how we move forward. Um, and so the the applications close on the thirtieth of, of January. So we've For the done, arts worker. Yeah, yeah, for the arts worker. We've just done a slight extension. Yep, good. And um, yeah, just because I felt actually a few uh, ads in the G B weekly and some Facebook posts didn't quite didn't quite cut it. We just need to make sure that we time of year too. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's why that's why governments and and, and councils um, yeah. put out um, put out things at this time of year so they don't get too many people wanting to. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't want that to be the case. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And most of those um, most people have actually only gone back to work this this mm. week um, and then they clock into thinking about what's up for the year so yeah um yeah no it's 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 great but um yeah i'm sure there's a lot of people like yourself who've come to golden bay who've got some really good skills and especially in the last um last little while well it's and, really interesting um, yeah. it's really interesting because i mean i think New Zealand's going through a bit of a cultural leap forward in, in real time mm. because of COVID. There's so many people who've moved back from overseas. Um, there's a lot of people who've moved back from overseas who are living with their parents here in the Bay who are working remotely. Okay. And um, they bring, you know, all of this knowledge from London and all of these international places that they've been, they've been living. Um, plus, there's this kind of influx of people who have been priced out of the big cities. I couldn't afford to buy a house in my first house in, in Wellington so here I am um, ended up ended up buying here. I always thought I'd move here when I was 50 for some reason um, but I got accidentally stuck here for the first lockdown in Lager Bay. <laughs> it's called, it's actually, actually been referred to, Tarkaka has yep. been referred to as Stuckaka. <laughs> and a lot of travellers call it Stuckaka. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just had that moment, I was like, shivers, it's going to be like Waiheke if I don't get mm. in soon, the prices are going to be even more ridiculous. And um, yeah. I managed to get a mortgage and um, buy a tiny wee batch that no one had ever lived in over winter. So, um, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be a I'm challenge. incredibly lucky. I mean, it's a very strange thing actually feeling guilty owning a house in these days, but that's that's the reality. Cause Gosh, we shouldn't be feeling guilty about it. <clears throat> it's so hard when you're on the other side now. It's mm. so 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 hard. The 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 first you know to get on the ladder is just so so difficult now. I mean, I was a um, professional working in Wellington, and I've been saving for eight to ten years. I spent the whole year and a half before coming here house sitting, wow. moving around just to save more for my deposit. And I still have a mortgage that's way more than what most people paid for there the first home you know so that's the yeah. reality now yeah. if you're buying your first home now you're you're 
it's really it's really tough um mm. so and especially if you're an artist especially if you're an artist yeah. especially i mean i really feel for this next generation of people coming through mm. it's 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 really tricky so yeah it's interesting because there's this there's this process where all these big city ideas and international ideas are really being pushed through into the provinces and there's a lot of there's a lot of tension there Mm -hmm. um but you know at this time on the planet in terms of climate change and things like that we really need systems thinkers to be able to work with people who have knowledge of the land because otherwise it, it really doesn't work. And hasn't COVID given, given us a great distraction from climate? You oh, know? And absolutely. It's a, a bit of a tragedy. If we'd, spent, if we'd spent the same amount of money on the climate yeah. as we have as, and, and trying to help help us mm. kind of get through that as we mm. have on COVID we'd be, we'd be moving forward quite well but we haven't. Yeah, and but also, I think it's, also yeah. what a blessing that people have been largely stuck in their homes not traveling and not flying over this last period i mean that's actually been a huge moment of breath for the planet and Mm -hmm. i mean it's going to be tricky when everything opens up again it's just going to you know people are going to be more desperate to get around and it'll just accelerate Mm -hmm. (laughs) accelerate you see if it wasn't if it wasn't hurting humans if it was because it's 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 the the whole planet that it's Mm. that it's affecting animals and plants and the Mm. whole thing um, the climate change that the, is, is going is likely to have a bigger impact on everything and everybody, and our egos are such that we've kind of just focused everything on the on the COVID, which I oh, think is no. quite bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, and there's only going to yeah. be more of these viruses coming through as oh, climate yeah. change accelerates and the planet warms up. So exactly. Yeah, I mean that was part of also me wanting to move to a to a smaller community to be more resilient and um, to to learn some of these skills. It's funny. I mean, I I, I sometimes find the way things get done here um, pretty pretty classic and a bit old school. But it was funny. I was stacking my wood the other day and I was like, oh, someone, some local would probably be laughing at the way I stack wood, you know. <laughs> As it fell down a second time, <laughs> you know. There you go. But it's like you know these these skills are needed in both directions, yeah. and they can be taught. And the real thing is is for people to to work out how to how to not be defensive, and also how to. Um, one thing I find here is people aren't very versed in taking critical feedback. They 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 take feedback um, from an emotional standpoint rather than separating into a critical objective thinking yeah very true yeah so um yeah it's it's interesting times another thing um that i that i find it's it's also it's also pretty culturally homogenous here and and there's a lot of cultural blindness that that happens it's quite interesting having lived essentially the last 20 years in the North Island and to come to come back and overseas like, right or yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so I'm really interested in working with Mana Whenua and, mm. and um, making sure that that's a, a very solid focus of of the community offerings yeah mm. and mm. it was great that the Matariki Matariki festival was developed um, in response to to that need um, yeah, but no, it's uh, it is it is uh, it's a good learning process for me. I've got my first vegetable garden cranking and things like that. And I hope it's artistic. Hey, look, um, yes. one of the th- <laughs> you know carrots don't have to be in the row. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you, you, one of your one of your things is um, is um, probably getting more people on the Arts Council. If somebody is listening to mm-hmm. this in Golden Bay and wants mm. to join the Arts Council, what's, yep. the, be, what's the best way to go about it? Um, to send an email uh, to the Golden Bay email address, um, which I just have to check that I have. <laughs> Uh, on hand, I think it's GB GB Arts GB Arts NZ, NZ I think. at gmail dot com. com. I yeah, think you're, I think you're right. Yeah, GB ARTS NZ at gmail dot com. Or if it's much easier, someone can uh, go to anadine.co.nz and all my uh, contacts um, are on. Uh, on there, right. Yeah. Or they could pop into the art vault and just give me their name and I'll and address and I'll pass it on to you. And make it even easier. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, we've got to make it easy. We've got to make it easy. We've got to make everything easy. And totally. That, because everything has become too complicated and too hard in this world in many ways. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Keeping it simple is mm. is, is absolutely key. And then also um, using the evidence of actually what is wanted and, and needed from the community. That's that's really what I'm um, I'm dead set on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and I wouldn't approach any project without um, knowing that that's a need, and that's actually part of any funding requirements as well. So that's that's yep. what you have. You know, all these reports that have to be done. They have to tick these boxes of community engagement. So um, yeah, it's it's um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, of course, and um, I'm excited, and I'm really excited that you know we've got somebody who's who's got a vision, mm. kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't talk much about my background, but that's. I mean, God, yeah. Who, yeah. Who well, we get the background. It? I think you know we got a pretty good. You you worked in the film industry, work in the film industry too. Don't yeah, you? I do. I do. I um. I mean, I was trained as a journalist originally. Uh, yeah, trained as a journalist, and then I actually um, got asked to start promoting artistic. Endeavors. So one of the first things I worked on was a really esoteric contemporary dance show down in down in Dunedin, and I ran a uh, contemporary jewellery gallery. So that was when I was like twenty. Then I moved and um, didn't enjoy being a television reporter, so I uh, worked for Creative New Zealand. Yeah. Then I actually moved back down to Littleton and um, started creating my own businesses from from that time i used to have a vintage clothing um, oh, back in the day of the harbour yes right back in that day and and used to be in a few bands and do lots of publications started a magazine that came out of wellington and you know it's just kind of led from there but it's all always been media based media and art based mm. yeah so um i've also uh, done major events so I've organised a few red carpet premieres and 30,000 people is the kind of sweet spot for me in terms of in terms of large scale events I actually uh, worked on the big 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 opening I've worked for the Arts Festival several times up in Wellington and um, there was a huge opening I don't know if you uh, clocked it but the opening of the Arts Festival in Wellington the time before last was incredible they had these waka that came um, and did this huge performance actually on the harbour and 40,000 people came out to to watch that and Wellington for once wasn't windy 
and it was kind of a miracle, a miracle. <laughs> Were you there, Carl? No, but it was too windy. <laughs> no, I was, I was there actually. I did get in. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing. Um, so, so that was a, a really big, a big uh, thing to be to be part of. So. I'm used to operating at a very large scale, as well as working individually, helping artists over the years. Well, don't get bored on a small scale. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, gosh, anyone? Well, ten yeah. percent's not small scale, is it? Really? No, no, exactly, exactly. And um, also, small, small and local is um, is great. Well, it's know. grassroots, isn't it? Starting exactly. from the, you know, from the from the base up. Yeah. Up, it's great. Yeah, and actually, you're only ever as as, as strong as as the community around you. So, um, that's that's the thing. And I also I got very tired of of always being that person when I was out and about in Wellington. I've worked in across you know most industries politically, uh, retail, hospitality social good social change and so it meant that you kind of never stopped working mm. so anywhere i went it was always yeah. like oh hey anna can you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly yes. where i know exactly yes. yeah and you put yourself up for that it's not it's not yeah. you know it's your own fault for doing it because i know it from my own experience i, I you put yourself up for it yeah it's, yeah community service yeah it is Go community service <laughs> it is it is and i mean i was lucky enough to work on i was um i did all of taika waititi's movies so i was his um go-to promo woman um for many years so that was pretty exciting actually actually working in that way and then i've worked on lots and lots of major new zealand feature films so right yeah yeah, in the promotion promotional role. Well, so, um, well yeah. I'm sure you're going to fit the Golden Bay role very, very well then. And, and it's great to have you. So thank you for, oh, for um, being here and mm. coming to coming to Golden Bay and live. And um, thank you for coming in this morning. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it's a it's great to have a good chat and um, um, have focus. And, and and maybe you know in the future we can we can have a sort of a regularly every six months chat and, and sure. about the arts or that's a great you know, idea. Be, although <clears throat> although the new um, arts coordinator yes. maybe the because they're usually the face of it, aren't they? Yes, they're they the are. Yeah. The face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be behind the scenes. Sometimes better behind the scenes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, I think, is a, is a balance. Um, That's right. Yeah, but mm. um, yeah, we we can maybe do this on a regular basis. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. And um, yeah, well, the time is now um, eight thirty-four, and I've been talking to Anna Dean, who has been um, enlightening us all about the arts of Golden Bay, and. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, play a song now that that cuts through um, um, both movie and um, brilliant uh, musician. Uh, this is the uh, theme song uh, for the movie Cat People by David Bowie. And again, yeah, Giorgio Moroder again. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The second he time he's pop- featured today. Yeah, pops up again. Here you go.
And that's the late, great David yeah. Bowie there with um, Cat People, off the movie Cat People. Great um, movie, actually. Oh, I just watched it again recently. Yeah. And um, boy, it was it's great. It is a great movie, right? And um, yeah, we, we love um, listening to great movies. And um, we also love listening to... Um, um, what's going on in the community, and it was great to yeah, listen well, to what Anna very had to good say. interview. Yeah. yeah, Anna will um, shake it up and get it going, it up and get it get, moving in yeah. a way that we've never had professionalism of, of the arts before. But also, what's happening in the community is this great housing project that's happening. And um, on the line, I have um, Sarah Jane, who is um, um, part of the organisation of the uh, um, of the co-housing project. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Grant. Hey, thanks for joining me so cruelly early and uh, on the, <laughs> us on the radio. <laughs> thanks uh, for having me. It's not too bad. It's oh, better than 7am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's just when we start and I get here at 5. Oh, Grant starts at 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everybody my secrets. Hey, um, look, hey, thanks. Tell me a little bit about the, the, this project. It's, it's for Golden Bay's co-housing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so we're, we're called the Takaka Co-Housing Project. Um, and it's based on Mayhana Street. So many people would have seen the piece of land right opposite the high school there. Um, and so we have been tirelessly working away behind the scenes, uh, getting council consent to build 34 homes on that section of land as a starting point. And it's going to be a co-housing community. So what that means is that uh, we are living together and working together to create something awesome. Um, the houses themselves are duplex houses. They're not tiny homes. They are sort of compact three-bedroom, two-bedroom homes, uh, most of them double-storey, some of them single-storey. Uh, and we also have a common house, which is going to be a really beautiful timber frame built common house with hempcrete uh, for the walls. So, yeah, we're really excited about it. Uh, we have just got council consent approved uh, as of December December 17th, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, which was a really big, that was, that was the massive hurdle. That was the really big part of all of the work that we've been doing yeah. leading up to this was finding the residents, but also, yeah, that consent was a big one. So we're really stoked and, and really happy with how council worked with us. Good. And well. you've got you've got thirty four odd people to to uh, families or, or people to um, to buy into it already. Yeah, we're waiting for a few more spaces to fill. So we do have a couple of spaces in that in that neighbourhood, um, mostly two bedroom homes. But I think there is one three bedroom home available as well. So, so yeah, who's actually building them? Do you, so who's actually building them? Do you do you actually get your own choice of um, um, design? No, we're um, to save on costs. We've streamlined all of the designs, so and the designs are pretty set now. And we've got signature homes building the homes, uh, but they'll obviously be contracting locals to to help with that as well. Okay, so because I I imagine well, I remember the whole original concept was kind of um, using uh, using the um, stuff that that uh, were, were tiny homes and then it's kind of snowballed from there. Is that because of the practical sense of this? I mean, what, cause I, yeah, part of the reason we moved away from tiny homes was because it was hard to get consent from council. Yep. Um, and also just we realising that people just 
actually didn't really want to live in tiny homes. <laughs> um, and especially people with families. And we really wanted to attract families and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people at all stages of life. So one of the great things about it is that it is intergenerational. We've got a real mix from all ages. Um, and I think that really helps, you know, especially when you think about community living at different stages of life. Yep, we have so- each other there for support. So it's just like a, you know, bunch of hippies going on to a community back in the 70s and, and, and building a commune. Is it sort of similar to that? It's probably the, the modern day version yeah. of that, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the practical modern day uh, <laughs> <laughs> version. It's, it's sort of like, you know, I think a lot of those um, communes or communities back in the day, they had a very strong um, ethos or a very strong sort of collective spiritual vision or alignment that they were coming together around. And what we're coming together around is really sort of practical use of the land. You know, how do we care for the land and care for each other and respect each other's different views and different opinions? So we have people from all different walks of life, from all different backgrounds, um, who are doing lots of different jobs as well. Uh, So I think... In that way, it's quite different. It's sort of a sort of modern day um, living in a in a compact home, but with all the benefits of having a common house, having your neighbours nearby, knowing who your neighbours are, um, and being able to share resources to create something together. You know, especially when you think about gardening. Like I know I'm mm. about to have a baby in a few months, and if I think about having a a lot, a, a garden lot that I'm solely responsible for while raising a toddler, that just feels really daunting to me. But mm-hmm. thinking about doing that with five or six other people feels really doable. Right, and so and so a couple of the things that you have got is, like you say, community garden, community mm-hmm. food forest, and and there's no no vehicles going to be going actually into the space into each individual house there's a sort of a, a joint parking lot and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a car park mm. which is on the land um, but it's it's separate from yeah. the houses. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you've got to carry your groceries or anything else in there, which is fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's not We'll probably fine. have trolleys yeah. or something, you know, to help with that. But they're not very far from the from the car park, you know, it's actually mm. not a huge piece of land that and, we're standing. And this is this is only the first part of because it's a really large piece of land. This is only the first mm-hmm. part of this project. There's, you've got you've got a couple other parts coming on eventually. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's um yeah two two other aspects to it. So one is the second neighbourhood. So we are hoping to build a second neighbourhood to be completed in 2025, um, which we've gotten sort of a you know, uh, uh, yep, that that should be possible from the council. Well, uh, especially if you've, if you've got one through, then the other one should be kind of, you exactly. know... Exactly, it should be a lot yeah, easier. Well, We've done there. a lot of the legwork already. Yeah. And it, as you say, it is a big piece of land, so it can it can take up, um, you know, another, another 34 homes. Um, but what we're trying to do is sort of cluster those homes together, take up not too much land space with the actual buildings and the actual homes themselves, and then the rest of the land, has, um, we've formed a community land trust called um, Te Hātori Hora. And that trust is designed to really incorporate the wider community as well. So it will be public access land. It'll have walkways through it. Uh, we're hoping to regenerate some portions of it with native forests, especially the portion coming down from Birch Hill there. Yep, nice. where we want to create some more more of that nice nice forest that's up there and some wetlands as well because we are aware that it is a, a wet piece of land mm. so we mm. do need to yeah do something something with the water 
I know. I know. Originally, there was some talk about the land having its own um, say in this, and you know, that, that, that there was a, you know, oh, what's it called? Um, there was a concept which I thought was mm, very cool. Sort of uh, the land having a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that still part of this philosophy? Yeah, definitely, and that's really what the community land trust um, is kind of the legal way that we could that we figured out that we could do that, mm. um, and so yeah, just just really getting away from that idea of having to be in ownership all the time mm-hmm. of land and yeah. how do we actually be in reciprocity with land instead and say, okay, well, you know, what, yep. what is it that this piece of land wants? So how does but also it, what is it that the community wants and needs? So how does it work? How, how, how do you actually invest in this? So you, 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 you know, I'm a young family and, I'm, and, and I wanna, I've got enough money, I think, for a deposit. Or what, how, how does this work? Yep. Um, so the first thing to do would be visit our website, um, which is takakakohousing.co.nz, and really have a look at the concept and a bit of a look at our values and what, what we're doing. We've got the house designs um, on a document that you can download there and pretty much everything you'll, you'll need to sort of look at it to get an idea. Um, and then you can apply through the website. And so once you've applied, what we do is we have a conversation, whether that be in person or, or online, and then once we have a few people together, we do a membership process. So we get existing members together to meet the new members and ask each other questions and see if it's a fit. And um, if it feels like a good fit, then it is simply a matter of putting the deposit down on the home, which will be built uh, depending on the stage you're in in a year from now or um the middle of the year, we're hoping all the houses are going to be built by tw- the end of 2023. So um, there are different stages, just depending on which cluster you're in. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, basically putting putting down a deposit, getting all the legal and financials in place, and then that we've got this next year to be building community with each other, getting to know each other, um, practicing some of those decision-making processes that we hope to use once we're in there. Um, and then by the time we have the common house, we'll be having meetings in the common house. Brilliant. Is that the first house that goes up? Uh, it will be with alongside the first cluster of houses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, this is great for Golden Bay. This is great for um, us to showcase, right? You, you're sort mm-hmm. of showcasing the rest of New Zealand, something that can be done. Yeah, I mean, in fact, we have a group up in Raglan who are doing a little co-housing project, not not so little, but a co-housing project in Raglan who have been talking to us. Um, you know, I had somebody pop in last week and say, oh, I'd love to do something like this in Wellington, you know, can you help us? And that's really what we're here for as well. We really, um, you know, I really enjoy helping people get their vision off the ground and so I think I think it's going to be great if we can share mm-hmm. the work that we've done. And what's the, what's the prices of these um, houses? Do you actually own the house when you buy into you it? You do, yeah, because it's a unit title mm-hmm. model. You own the house and the land directly beneath the house yeah. and so you can sell it just like a normal well, house. Ah, so does that mean you could end up with people you don't want in the community? Uh, No, because there are conditions to Ah. sale. So the conditions to sale are basically that you need to sell to a member. Um, So they need to go through the membership process and be interested in co-housing. And and that that would work all right if somebody passed away and um, the lawyers took over and sold it on behalf of the family? Yeah, even if they're selling on behalf Mm. of, um, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, that, that's the concept. The prices, uh, we're looking at uh, 599 for the two-bedroom homes and 699 for the three-bedroom homes. Right, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. So that's it to get into. That's it, 699. That's all up. Uh, yeah, there are sort of yearly body corporate um, contributions on top of that, okay. which are about two grand a year, which include your house insurances as well. And do you pay rates as such, or is that is that what the um, the yeah you you do need to pay your own individual rate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it covers the collective insurance because it's easier to get insurance collectively. Well, that's great. Hey, look, Sarah, thank you. And look, I th- um, so can you just mention again how people can get in touch with you so that they could be, if they were interested? Yep, sure. Just go onto our website, takakakohousing.co.nz, and all of our contact details are on there. You can email us um, or you can go to the apply page, and there's a few little videos you can watch and documents you can download. And then, yeah, if you're interested, just get in touch with us and apply. Fantastic! Look, I'm really excited about it for Golden Bay. It's uh, you know, there'll be a lot of people who 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 haven't been able to get their foot in the door here because it's yeah. either too expensive or it's too um, d- difficult to find even a house. And uh, so you're you're yeah. doing something with, with great impact. It's fantastic. Oh, thank, thank you. you Grant. Yeah, no, appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll be watching this space very carefully. <laughs> hey, <laughs> good. Thank you very much for um, coming on the show today. And um, my pleasure. Yep. Well, uh, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That was um, uh, Sarah Jane, who there is from the Housing Trust. Great idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great model. Yeah. So here's, I'm going to play a quick song. Here's the um, theme song from The Blob. Remember that? Check this out and tell me how horror this scares you. Doesn't sound like a horror to start with. <laughs> Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor Right through the door and all around the wall A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob.
Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. It wasn't overly... Scary, was it? No, no. Well, it was the 1950s, wasn't it? So you know, what do you expect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from from our perspective? Look, oh, we had so many good um, movie themes and uh, songs and movie themes that I could have we could have played today. Well, you know, you know what I they really do in America, Grant? They do movie movie theme two. So, ah, uh, yes, right. We can, of course, we two. Can bundle. We can do another no, one in February. or We something. don't want to do that. <laughs> Return of the movie theme. <laughs> You know this one, eh? Look, we haven't got actually very long left, so I'm actually gonna we're gonna probably have to sign off and just leave this kind of galloping along Hulping in the background. Along. Yeah, yeah, another Tarantino in that. Um, <clears throat> hey, look, um, I want to say thank you to our guests today, Anna, um, Anna um, from the Gombe Community Arts Council, the new chairperson. She's um, here to make things work. Um, great interview. Thank you very much, Anna, for your time, Anna Dean. Uh, and Sarah, Sarah Jane, we just spoke to there, who uh, you know, we'll read a bit more about it in the GB Weekly today, our wonderful sponsors, and um, go onto that website and uh, check it out. Looks like a pretty exciting project. Yeah, and um, yeah, so uh, and and have a good, safe weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Make sure that um, you know you're kind and. Um, um, do everything that's kind of nice for people. And, and a bit of a um, rain dance as well. Oh, it's coming next week. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, go and, um, what do I say, um, 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 support your local everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> markets, etc. Get down et to the markets tomorrow. Yeah, and um, just have fun and be, care- be careful and stay safe. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.